The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. Hi, this is Mia Mohsen Zia, also known as Mia No Time for Love. Check out my latest book, Missing, available in print and ebook formats on Amazon. It's now time for the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and sponsored by international award-winning author Mia Mohsen Zia of Missing. The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on over 40 podcast platforms, as well as HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, and TheMikeWagnerShow.com. We can be heard in over 100 countries, featuring over 1,000 well-known and amazing guests throughout the globe, and named one of the top 100 global podcasts in the New York Weekly Times, Hollywood Entertainment News, Los Angeles Weekly Times, Apple, and Chartable. So sit back and relax and enjoy another great episode of the award-winning Mike Wagner Show. Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sockweb Studios and brought to you by official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with an amazing lady who is a singer-songwriter raised in South Jersey, Philadelphia area, now in Los Angeles. She began her career at six, so writing her first song and um, becoming lead guitar singer of a uh, punk rock group uh, during her teen years. She opened up for uh, Marky Ramone and also an activist in the cannabis industry. She also opened up for uh, Snoop Dogg, Travis Barker, and um, she's had some releases on Spotify, YouTube, Pandora as well, too, with um, Bernice, Heatwave, Eyes Wide Shut, and more. She's got a new song out there, which we'll be playing at the end of the uh, audio interview, which is Class Enrollment. We also be talking about pure imagination from the upcoming album, The Algorithm. We think about algorithm on Facebook, well, she's got a different perspective. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios in beautiful down in beautiful Southern California, the amazing singer songwriter raised in South Jersey, Philadelphia, now based in Los Angeles, the multi talented Wow Ash. Wow, wow. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks wow. for joining us. Today. Good morning, good afternoon, Mike. What an introduction. I was like, wow, well, who's coming out after me? <laughs> what an amazing intro. Thank you. Well, it's a great name as well, too. And um, of course, you're a, you're a singer songwriter. You're raised in South Jersey, Philadelphia, and now you're based in L.A. You began a career at six, writing your first song. You became a lead guitarist and singer of a punk rap group uh, during the teen years. You'll open up for Marky Ramone. You're an activist in the cannabis industry. You'll open up for Snoop Dogg, Travis Barker. You had some um, releases on Spotify and the other music platforms like Bernice, Heatwave, Eyes Wide Shut, and more. You have an upcoming album called The Algorithm. It's not something that we um, associate with these days on social media. We'll be playing your song at the end, Class Enrollment. Also talk about pure imagination and more. And before getting to all that, uh, wow, Ash, wow, it's a fucking name. And before we talk about how you first got started, how'd you come up with that name? We'd like to hear more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my actual name is Ashley. And quite often, Mike, I have people that um, throughout the course of my life who will say like, wow, Ash, like, wow, that was amazing what you did, or that was really cool, or it's um, a double entendre in the sense that it can also be negative because sometimes I just do things and they're like, wow, Ash, wow, like you really <laughs> did that. <laughs> so um, for the longest time, I was just like, okay, I 
you know, it, it started out as like a social media screen name, just wow, Ash, wow. Like, I'm like, okay, that's my name. Mm-hmm. And I thought that my stage name for the longest time was going to be like Hashley because my influence in the cannabis industry and, you know, I'm very much um, an advocate of that. So I was like, that's my stage name. It's Hashley and Hashley's world. Um, because that was a nickname that someone else gave to me. And just as time progressed, um, both the audience and just people in general. And when I was introduced, like I'd say Hashley and they'd be like, coming to the stage, wash, wow. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, um, wash, wow. So then just by, you know, as time progressed, I was like, you know what? I think that is your stage name because everyone just keeps calling you wow ash wow and you know hashley is not sticking <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone's like cool hashley's great but wow ash wow is what we're going with so mm. yeah it's um it's a stage name that i didn't necessarily pick and even the screen name i didn't pick i just I'm a very sarcastic person in general. And I just thought it was funny. I'm like, everyone's always like, wow, Ash, or wow, Ash. And I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) there you go. Wow, Ash, wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so cool. One of the most unique, um, you know, stage names uh, I've encountered my thousands of guests. And uh, before we talk about your music, tell us how you first got started. Yeah, uh, so geez, I've been playing music and I first got started since I was like, yay high like itty bitty baby um I can recall many times where I would as like age three age five I couldn't wait until like the paper towel roll was done um (laughs) the paper towels because that was my, my microphone and I you know probably used way more paper towels than what were needed to be because I just wanted the cardboard thing for the microphone so um and then I used to like set up all my stuffed animals and stuff like that and oh then gosh. do an entire performance and everything. And I'd get up on this glass coffee table that my grandmother had and my mom would yell at me to get down because it's not dangerous. And I'd say, OK. And then she'd turn her back to go work on something in the kitchen and I'd hop right back on the coffee table and I'm just giving a full like in my head, Michael Jackson style performance <laughs> to my, uh, you know, stuffed animals and just giving my whole heart on the show. So I would say my love and everything started probably, oh my gosh, around like three or four, like when I was still in onesie pajamas and stuff and drinking oh, wow. juice out of sippy cups, I was... Mm-hmm you know, performing. And then my actual first like live performance in front of people, I was five years old. Um, and I sung Diana Ross, reach out and touch and actually took first place at the nice. 4-H County fair. Um, and that honestly, even if I didn't win, just that moment of getting up on stage and like, I was so excited to like get the microphone that as they were introducing me, like I just kept snatching it from his hands. Like he's trying to know, give me a whole nice, like (laughs) show love. Here's Ashley. And I'm just like, cool story. Give me the mic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like, he's just like, I'm trying to introduce you. And I'm like, okay, but I'm trying to get the microphone (laughs) from you. Give it. Um, So yeah, that was, 
from that moment on, I just absolutely loved being on stage and loved performing and singing for people and doing all of that. Um, I always tell everyone that I'm like in real life, I'm very much like an awkward person. But when I'm on stage, I feel at home and I feel comfortable. And so ever since age five, when I first was handed a microphone, I'm just like, oh, this feels this feels right. This feels like home. Oh, my gosh. What a story on that one. That is great. Just um, kind of think about some of the people doing that. Some people feel afraid. And I think, you know, getting a hold of it just really defines who you are. And um, and, and of course, you know, the fact that um, it was that precise moment. What was that other precise moment that simply influenced you into what you do in the rest of your career? Besides grabbing the mic, it's like, what was that one precise moment that simply said, this is going to be it? Cool. Um. It would probably be the second precise moment that I'm like, I play music and this is what I do is actually when my um, brother introduced me to rock and roll music for the longest time in my household, I grew up listening to primarily like gospel music and like, you know, grew up in the church choir and all of that. And then uh, one day my brother in this, um, it was a CD and it was the Mississippi Mass Choir. And then like inside of that CD was actually the Nirvana album for Bleach. Oh, wow. And that was like my introduction to like the whole punk rock and like rock and roll scene. And um, hearing that album and just hearing the raw passion in his lyrics and what he wrote and how, you know, it just, even though I was like so small single digits like maybe around like I don't know like six or seven at the time for some reason his music like really resonated to me and I feel like that was very powerful to me that someone can create a body of work that not only like you know touched people within that generation and that time era but it's now touching me and it's something that you know when I have kids one day in the future, I'll be sharing this album with them as well. So that had a very significant impact on me because I've always just wanted to create a body of work that is timeless and that will be around even after I am. And yeah, the Nirvana album, the Bleach album from Nirvana, it definitely inspired me to get started on that path of what that looks like for me. Hmm. That certainly is interesting. And uh, who are some of my other favorite singers, songs, and uh, musicians growing up? Oh, goodness. Okay, so growing up, um, I was very much just, like, into the punk rock and, like, rock and roll and classic rock scene and blues. So um, you're talking Frank Zappa, uh, ACDC, um, The Doors, uh, Motley Crue, Jeff Beck, uh Megadeth, um, Metallica, like System of a Down, Corn, like this is all the music. Nirvana, obviously, Queen, um, Tina Turner, just like a lot of Janis Joplin. I like there's so <laughs> there's so many, and I can just keep prattling them all off. But I was one of those kids growing up, and even still now, that when they say like, "What do you listen to?" and I'm like everything and they're like no that's like a cop out like you no I I genuinely listened to everything from like classic rock to like classic arias 
I, you know, chances are I was listening to it and, you know, found the there's beauty in every single genre. And that is what has influenced me so much. You know, I don't know many kids who were growing up at age 12 who was like listening to like world music and hardcore rap at the same <laughs> exact time, you know, like my playlist was absolutely psychotic. Like you probably will get a sitar and one, then a heavy metal guitar and the next track, then like an 808 is going to hit in the third one. And I'm like, but this is a perfect playlist for me. Oh my gosh. And of course you also create a perfect playlist. You add some music out there suitable for other playlists like uh Bernice heat wave eyes wide shut. will be, um, playing class enrollment at the um, end of the audio interview. We want to uh, check that out. And of course, you also open up for some um, amazing names out there with um, Wow Ash Wow. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by SonicWeb Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SonicWeb Studios is the answer. SonicWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. It's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Malsenzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Malsenzia. Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Z has garnered great reviews. And Evil Love enjoys by Howard's celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Minios. So grab your copy today for goes Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms. Heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also on Podbean, Apple Music, and plus subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on YouTube, BitChute, Rumble as well, too. Also heard on Odyssey, Radio Public, Stitcher, and a few others as well, too. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Make sure you take us with you on any mobile device. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas like T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more, Amazon.com slash me and Molson ZF for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. And support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and themikewidenershow.com. We're here with the amazing singer-songwriter raised in South Jersey, Philadelphia, now based in Los Angeles here on the Mike Wagner Show. Wow, Ash, wow, and what a story she's got. And before we talk about um, some of the people you've opened up, like uh, Mark, Marky Ramon and uh, also for Snoop Dogg, Travis Barker, and more, tell us about your jersey going from South Jersey to Philly over to Los Angeles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my journey from, oh, I'm so sorry. The dogs are <laughs> barking. They're like, we want to be a part of the podcast oh, too. Oh, oh, you know something? It's it's not <laughs> the case of who's letting the dogs out. I mean, it's getting a little too cliche, but if, if your four-year-old friend wants to uh, come on the show, feel free to do so. I think he's kind yeah, of barking you, right now. So I, I think so. All right. Okay. okay so All okay. right. So, yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get them on the show as well, too. It sounds like, you know, like, she's kind of an animal. Show. What's that? They like, we want to be on the show. The funny thing is, I knew. Come here, Cocos. 
Oh, Cocos, that's a name. Okay, all right. Well, we have a special guest that decided to join the Mike Widener Show, Cocos, and, um, you know, let's uh, get Cocos on the stage. And uh, hello, Cocos. You know, hello, you know, Cocos. Tell us some um, all about Cocos. Sister Bibi is chasing a squirrel. She's like, I have zero interest in <laughs> Bibi. Come here. Oh, Let's Bibi. Okay. Oh, so you have two dogs. Yeah, there's two. Wow. There's Coco okay. and there's Bibi. Hi, Bibi. Hi, Coco. Hello. <laughs> She's ooh, like, ooh. how did I get in this interview? <laughs> I was chasing a squirrel. Oh, you're chasing the squirrel. Okay. Well, I'm glad it's got ADHD. So, um, you know, tell us more about uh, Cocos and uh, Bibi. Uh, so Coco um, and Bibi, they are actually adopted and they are two old ladies. Well, she's like, speak for yourself. I am not an old lady. <laughs> um, and yeah, Coco, she is the diva. And then Bibi is the runner and likes to check out everything but coco say hi hello say, coco hi say, <laughs> she she's like i don't do camera <laughs> as you can see she will do everything to avoid okay okay all right she's like i don't do cameras well but i'll stare at you well, that's perfectly okay. You know, it's great to have some special guests on the Mike Widener show like that. And of course, you 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 uh going from South Jersey, uh, Philadelphia, now based in L.A. And I think we um we're talking about that before they decided to jump in too. So so hopefully they didn't follow you from uh from the East Coast over to the West Coast. They kind of walked behind you or something or what? <laughs> uh, no. So they um you know came adopted from the shelter here in L.A. Um, and yeah, I have a dog back home that my mom takes care of. Uh, she is a blue nose pit bull. Her name is Nugget. Um, but here out in LA, we have Miss Coco. <laughs> we have Miss Coco who, um, you know, she likes to be held by a baby and she's like, I don't care that you have a an interview hold me <laughs> <laughs> well it's good to multitask at the same time too we love having pets on the mike wagner show i've got um a big old box of myself but it'll probably Aww. just wreck the whole studio so you know try to break through the um lens and everything like that and uh maybe sometime we can uh get around that you also open up for uh marky mark uh, marky ramon as well too and um also for snoop dogg and travis barker and um you know tell us about that um you know what, what was it like opening for those guys yeah, um, so opening up for Mark Ramon was actually surreal because growing up as a kid, like listening to the Sex Pistols, that's like absolutely what I I loved that band more than anything. Um, so the opportunity to, you know, they're like, hey, do you want to open up for Mark Ramon? And um, he's doing like a DJing set, but you know, he wants a band to open for him. And would you want to do it? And I'm like, at first I was like, okay, who's like joking with me? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not real. Like, so my like, you know, just hero in general, like one of the people from the Ramones, they want to like have me play with them. Okay. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I did that show and then for him to be like, you were awesome and your set was great, was like really, really cool. Uh, and then the opening for Snoop Dogg and Travis Barker, that was um, just recently, it was in this past, uh, last year, May actually. 
And that was also one of those things where it was like, it's in Vegas. It's a really big show. Hold on one second. BB. BB. BB, Uh baby. Chasing squirrels again or what? (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I want (laughs) to... I want to make all the noise. Okay, Coco, I'm going to put you down. And then BB. Where is she? Uh-oh. Probably okay. trying to find uh, Snoop Dogg or something. So Yeah, no, she's trying to find Snoop Dogg or Snoop Squirrel or whatever it is. I figure if I just keep petting her that she'll not be so barky. But now that she's like, I'm outside and I can run around... She might have a few more barks for you here and there throughout well, well, that, the interview. Well, well, she she'd provide a great shout out too, and uh, we appreciate those as well too. And of course, you know, you also um, you, you know, playing a band for a number of years too, and uh, you also mm-hmm. um, you know, went into solo as well too. Yeah, Bernice, Heatwave, Eyes Wide Shut. Also, you had uh, Mood Queen, Rick Ross, and uh, you also had an album too, which uh, we forgot to mention about. Um, I'm a Hash hole. Hash hole. Yeah. Um, which if you can already get with like my whole like focus on the cannabis industry and then also um, just like my love for music and everything in general. I'm a very sarcastic person. So I thought the I'm a hash hole would be a very like clever play on words because, um, you know, like it's it's just me i'm i'm a hash hole this is who i am like i am you know an artist a musician yes i'm a stoner i'm all those things but um it's all in a very fun and playful way so that's where you got the whole title of the hash hole um and then that's also sort of how I got inspired to create the second album um, that I'm working on, which is the algorithm and sort of a play on that as well. Like, uh, because for the most part, a lot of artists, and I don't want to even like blame it on artists, but I'll say for myself, I was very focused on writing music and creating things that would feed social media and feed the algorithm and feed like, you know, I need to create music that is appealing to the algorithm so that I can get streams, I can get this, I can, you know, all these like things that us as new artists think in our head that equals a level of success, you know, and um, I got it was getting away from creating music that a made me happy and B that I felt had some type of an impact, not just on myself, but could have an impact on other people. Um, And I was just writing things that I'm like, Oh, this is Instagram friendly. This is TikTok friendly. So the algorithm is actually me changing and pushing away from that Um, because, you know, so many of us artists, we are like just, boxed into creating for this app that's a series of zeros and ones and we are letting these computer programs dictate to us what art really is when art is from the soul art is from the mind art comes from many different avenues art can even come from you know um ai but it's not exclusively that so that was why I thought of the algorithm. It has a little bit more of a serious meaning for it, but it's also, you know, a play on words, just like I'm a hash hole. 
Hmm. That's rather interesting. And I was going to get to that point, but I think you summed up pretty good. Uh, of course, the um, songs we kept mentioning about, you can just pick a few and uh, tell us about it and uh, what inspired you to write them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so for the first album, um, I'm a hash hole. That essentially is a um, loose story of my life and just my progress as an artist and then also like moving into L.A., I sort of wanted to write it um, with like this central theme of like, imagine like this fictional or real life character myself, so to speak, um, that just goes through this sort of amazing world of like fantasy. But then also there's like this level of like reality that hits with like some of the lyrics of the songs that I have Um and just like my reason why I think that for the album I'm a hash hole the song Bernice essentially sums up um, between Heatwave and Bernice they quintessentially sum up the entire vibe and just energy of the album of what I was going for for hash hole like just that power that raw strength and energy um, as opposed to the algorithm where I would say uh the very first track on the song is called Still Blooming. It hasn't been released yet as one of the singles, but it is, it's going to really, really like give you what the algorithm is all about and what it's sort of progressing and growing into and seeing me grow as an artist, seeing me step away from, you know, what I consider it was cool and just like having fun with it and creating things that are quintessentially me mm. um so that's what you have with um you know that still blooming uh pure imagination that we released also uh class enrollment like all of that like definitely tells a story mm. and, and what is the story behind class enrollment yeah uh so the story behind class enrollment i wrote that in, in the studio every time that i write a song it's usually like I'm in the studio with my producer and he starts to play a melody line or plays like a lyric or something. And in my head I go, oh, and like the song just like pops out. And so in that situation, I was having a conversation with someone via text and I was getting very, very distracted from the session because the text message was getting like somewhat heated and it was, you know, um, Sometimes you deal with people, Mike, that make you feel like you are lesser than the person that you actually are. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, um, you know, and I was allowing that to like resonate with my soul and sit with my soul. And there was just like this moment where I like snapped out of it, so to speak, and just said, you know, like, let me take you to school on like who I am as a person and let me like classes in session um so that is where you got class enrollment from because um there is a term within like the lgbtq plus community that's called reading someone mm -hmm. i'm gonna read you and um when you read someone it basically means like it's a very nice way of i'm gonna tell you off you know in tell you off for filth and tell you who you are as a person and just make you just realize who you messed with. Um, but do it in a very nice and eloquent, you know, and sort of um, 
yeah, just a very nice, eloquent and like almost like a very sassy, for lack of a better word, way like that's reading someone. So, you know, like the next time somebody says something to you, that's a very sarcastic of nature and you respond back to them. And like, especially if someone's around you and people go <gasps> and they gasp at your response, you've just read that person. <laughs> mm -hmm. I that's a very interesting concept. I like that. I remember you know reading about body language and um reading mm -hmm. people's cues, but I think that took it to a whole new level. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Learn a lot from you. It's great. Yes. So that's reading, and you know, there's a phrase also within the community that goes like uh the library's open, which means that, oh, these two people are about to like go back and forth. And so class enrollment sort of plays also on that phrasing and that sort of um, vibe. Like a lot of people, I mean, you can get it no matter where you're from, but a lot of people in the community, um, they understand when she says class enrollment, that means, oh, she's telling somebody off for like, <laughs> for you know um making her or just anyone in general feel like they're less than then you've got your permission to read them for filth classes in session the library is open so oh that's rather interesting of course we'll have class in session and go a good way about the um cannabis industry with wow ash wow we'll get to that in just one minute you listen to the mike widener show at the mike widener show.com powered by sonic web studios and brought to you by official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson Z Missing, and subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook as well. We'll be back with the amazing singer-songwriter now based in LA, Wow Ash Wow, after this time. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1-800-303- 3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention the Mike Wagner show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host and I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is extraordinary relation of ordinary people based on a real life relationship. It's just it's well written. It's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter, and it's very well done. I'm going to highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshe Zia, he is the author of Missing. And I want to give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamoshenzea.com. Missing, available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, this is Ray Powers, and boy, are you in luck. Right place, right time. Tuned in to The Mike Wagner Show. You heard me. We're back with the amazing, multi-talented singer-songwriter from uh, South Jersey, Philly, now based in L.A. Wow, Ash, wow, here on The Mike Wagner Show. And just an amazing um, story you've covered as well, too. And, of course, speaking in class and session, we're going to do this in a good way. You being an activist in the cannabis industry. And, of course, you know, we recently celebrated 420 as well, too. Now, before we talk about being in the cannabis industry, did you leave milk and cookies for Willie Nelson to come down the chimney on 420? Um, I did. I did leave some um, medicated cookies and 
I drank all the milk because, you know, <laughs> I had a cookie or two and got thirsty. So there was a dry, there was a half bitten cookie for Uncle Willie. <laughs> but I can't promise him that much, sir. He knows my heart. And yeah, there might have been a half smoked joint left on the table for him. Possibly. <laughs> you, sure, you sure the dogs did not get a hold of that one? <laughs> no, they did not. I make sure that they they actually <laughs> they don't like the like smell of it or anything. So they will excuse themselves to the other room they're like oh god she's smoking so we're just gonna we're just gonna waddle our way over to the other room um but then also like with the edibles i have to just make sure to keep them on a very high shelf and far away because food is food and they will absolutely <laughs> tear into it the first opportunity they get oh my gosh sounds like my dog out there as soon as you um open up a thing of dog foods like boom right there right at your face i can't wait to eat so <laughs> yeah absolutely like starving like you've never fed them they're like i didn't eat a whole two hours ago <laughs> oh my gosh it's like two hours for us it's just a simple snack we're doing okay whatever's recording and um you know doing shows and everything else and uh and of course you've been in the cannabis industry for quite some time tell us more about how you, how you get involved and how you first got started yeah. Um, so how I got involved in the cannabis industry is actually very interesting. Um, I, you know, was a I was a recreational user, but I was very much like most consumers. I didn't openly say I smoke weed or anything like that. I, you know, I was just very like hush hush about it. Um, and then I went to a festival in philadelphia and there happened to be an activist organization there philly normal um and they had some people speak about they had some veterans speak about how cannabis has helped them with their ptsd issues and you know how they have had a better quality of life from using cannabis as opposed to the myriad of like pills and medications that their doctors wanted to take them to take to treat the PTSD, but it was like actually making them even more violent and more suicidal and had more issues. And then when they tried cannabis, they were able to, you know, eventually wean off of all of the prescription medications that their doctor had prescribed and then exclusively use cannabis. Um, also, alternatively, like in Israel, when soldiers are finished fighting, instead of them getting, um, you know, pills and everything for their PTSD, they actually get an 18 month subscription for medical cannabis. Wow. Um, yeah. And so like, that's one of the first things that they get when they, so I'm like, you know, obviously if this country is doing this for their soldiers, there's gotta be some sort of method behind the madness of why they say, you know, here's, um, here's a prescription to smoke weed and to also have some therapy as opposed to here's all these prescription pills that we want you to try and, out. And, and cost the taxpayers <laughs> a lot of money too. And, uh, and huge uh, exactly. claims work for Medicare, Medicaid, and um, the hospital system or whatever network you use in Los Angeles or wherever. Exactly. And so, you know, that really inspired me because I'm like, wow, like this man's life was actually changed for the bet. Like, he got his quality of life back. Like he was the happy person that he was 
prior to, you know, going and serving our country. But now this man who has served our country is possibly facing like criminal offenses because he is using the only thing that helps him, but it's illegal. And then, you know, another uh, story that I had, I heard there was um, this um, mother and father, they had a daughter who she had a very rare, like, muscle disease that she had nonstop seizures, like, um, basically would probably have anywhere from like four to six, like grand mall seizures per day. Couldn't walk, couldn't do anything whatsoever. Um, had zero quality of life. And, you know, they had told the parents that they estimated that her life expectancy that she was going to maybe live till age five or six before she passed away. Um, And then the parents through, you know, them doing their alternative research and looking into alternative medicines, they discovered that uh, cannabis, but specifically when you extract it into an oil, that um, those properties have been helping people that had seizures and different things and just things that were similar to hers. So these parents actually learned how to make cannabis oil and they put it in capsule form um cuz you know obviously they don't want their small child like smoking right yeah or smoking. having too, or having too much THC in there which is like you know exactly. some states have like you know you know a, a limit like 0. 0.1 0. 0.3 whatever it is or something exactly and they could also monitor the dosage and stuff to like you know make sure that they're not overdosing her or anything of that nature so Um, They started doing that and, you know, now fast forward to where they were speaking on stage and their daughter was nine years old and she maybe had a seizure every like two to three weeks instead of every single day. And she was actually able to communicate and talk and she was able to just she was actually even able to play as a child. All because they were treating her with these uh, Rick Simpson, like, capsule oils, these, like, cannabis capsules. Um, But then the problem with them is that they had been reported by someone. So now they run the risk of losing their child completely because cannabis is illegal. And although their doctors had, you know written the recommendation and said what they're doing has been great for her although she's gotten medical professional opinions you know they have everything down to a science it's not like they're just out here just drugging their child like they're doing everything that in my opinion of really excellent parents would do and I'm like but now they're running the risk of having their child taken away because what they're using is not legal. So it was those two instances, Mike, that like, for me, it was an immediate call to action. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is something that's just bigger than rolling up a joint and smoking and getting really stoned or like, this is, you know, yes, it influences me musically and creatively, but like, this is so much of a bigger cause than like all of that. And that's honestly, Mike, that's what got me involved to like, you know, making signs and marching during like the Republican National Conventions, Democratic National Convention, like just, 
you know, pushing, pushing, pushing until finally Philadelphia decriminalized it. And then after they decriminalized it, they introduced the medical marijuana bill. And now there's dispensaries in the city of Philadelphia. And now there's, you know, a lot of things. Now people that live there can, that have like cancer issues or things where they need access to clean medication, they can now go and get it without running the risk of A, um, dealing with some unsavory characters in order to get it. Mm -hmm. And then B, getting arrested because you you can now just walk into a store and you can uh buy the product that you need that will help you mm -hmm. now, now now this came to mind as well too we talked about thc for a little bit some states allow a certain amount of uh, thc some you know don't approve of it some give a liberal amount how much thc is allowed uh in in philadelphia uh, so in Philadelphia right now, the percentages are testing out around like 20 to like 30% at the maximum is like what I've seen. Okay. And of course I know in most States that, um, you know, you know, 20 is the average. Some go down with like 10 by 1% and everything else. And then, and then what, what about California? What's the, what's the status on, um, medical marijuana law? Is that, um, is that gone effect and how much, or is that considered illegal? Is there a fight going on? Uh, in terms of like the percentage for medical marijuana or just marijuana here in California, there's no like limit on the percentage. Cause Mike, I've, I've literally seen something where it's like 52%, which I'm wow. just, I'm like, how, <laughs> you know, make it make sense, but okay. And then, um, with California, they limit on the quantity that you can get. So you can only like purchase an ounce at one dispensary per day at a time. But I mean, you know, if you really needed more than one ounce for the day, there's a dispensary, a stone's throw away and mm. you'll be able to get it. That's interesting. That's interesting. I think I think I'm gonna purchase some myself, and I think the dogs are gonna get some uh, something for yeah. from the dispensary. So I think when you heard that, <laughs> I think they just took off and went to the dispensary, and I think they're gonna come back and get you some. So <laughs> they're like, "Well, bring me back something, BB. Bring back Mama a pre roll or something." We'll certainly do that, and perhaps uh, maybe an, maybe an album on cannabis uh, someday, along with um, the algorithm, and also uh, I'm a hash hole as well too. Maybe I'll go a little step further. You know, it's taking a, a just a full, full, just like weed based album, um, which I will say that cannabis definitely influences a lot of my writing. But I've just never I haven't yet just written that like full out. This is a marijuana music only mm -hmm. <laughs> album. I got a lot more things to say before I get to that part of my career where I'm just doing random albums just for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. And speaking of random, random albums, all the uh, music that's out there on Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, SoundCloud and everything, where can we find all your music at, including the um, class enrollment and the upcoming album, The Algorithm? Yeah, you can find absolutely everything by going to Wow Ash Wow on everything. So if you put my name in the good old Google and you type in W-O-W-A-S-H-W-O-W, -W -W, 
you will shapow. There will be all the music that you can listen to, all the platforms. You'll even be able to listen to the Mike Wagner podcast once that is up and loaded on all of the platforms and everything. Um, so yeah, I am. Or you can go to my website and wowashwow.com and that'll have everything on there as well. All my music videos, where to listen and um, some fun shows and things that are coming up for me. And definitely looking forward to it as well, too. We're with the amazing singer-songwriter, uh, raised in South Jersey and Philadelphia, now based in Los Angeles. Wow, Ash, wow, here on the Mike Wagner Show. Just totally amazing. And um, just a few things. Uh, what else can we expect from you in 2023 and beyond? Yeah. Um, so for 2023 and beyond, besides releasing the album, The Algorithm, um, be prepared for me to just be playing lots and lots of shows. Um we're working on locking in some tour dates and doing like a little soft mini tour to support the album. Uh, in addition to that, just releasing a lot more music. I, um, after the album is released, I have another little mini project that I've been working on. So we'll be pushing that out as well. So just a lot of visuals, Mike, a lot of um, playing a lot more shows and everything and just, um, this year is the year of just saturating myself as much as possible with the mainstream public and public and just getting my name out there of who I am as well as well until, you know, you're like, oh, geez, I've I've seen it. I saw that video. I saw until you're sick of me, Mike, <laughs> until you're sick of me. <laughs> me? Never. Never. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And, and of course, the dogs aren't tired of you as well, too. They are loyal, no, and best friend, not. and everything else. They're, so yeah, <laughs> they're staring at me. They're like, "We want snacks. We want treats. We want we want all the things." <laughs> and Willie too. So don't forget that. So <laughs> yes, and Uncle Willie as well. He he's he's calling us as well. There you go, and that's a good thing as well too. And who to consider biggest influence in a career? Biggest influence in my career. Hmm. In terms of just like. Um, in general. A, in general. Uh, probably right now, my biggest influence in my career would be my um, both my production team and my creative team that I'm working with right now. Like I, I don't know where I would be without them. Um, my creative team, Voodoo Visuals. Hi, Mitch. Hi, Carrie. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, all of them, they have been with me since I've been out here in L.A. for the past, like, two years now. And we've just been building. And then, you know, my um, production team that's been helping me to grow in terms of an artist. Um, from the band that I work with, Heaping Teaspoon, to my current producer that's helping me to produce this album, The Algorithm, uh, Sam J. Garfield. Um, just all of those people on my team have been very integral in like the growth that I've been having and just even me pushing as an artist. Mm -hmm. And certainly indeed as well, too. And uh, what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Keep going. Consistency. I've been hearing this phrase like... Um, over and over a lot lately and lately Mike I've been very much into like uh, manifestation is a real thing it's like when you focus on it and you keep like you truly keep like what your desires are in your heart and you keep pushing for it 
that things do manifest and come to fruition. And one of the things that I've been hearing is talent without uh, consistency is absolutely nothing. So that has been my very focus. And that would be my takeaway or giveaway that I'd give to someone is consistency, consistency, consistency. Like that has been probably one of the main things that has been pushing me forward on a consistent basis is just my level of, you know, showing up when it's not fun, Mm -hmm. um, showing up, obviously showing up when it's fun, uh, showing up when, you know, and doing and putting in the work when nobody's looking, um, doing the things that, you know, are not necessarily glamorous or that make it to social media, but are still very important part of who you are as an artist. And also um, allowing myself to be vulnerable and open to change and open to growth, but um, staying consistent, Mike, has been one of the biggest things for me is because I am a procrastinator, queen of procrastination, queen of like the stop, but not finishing things. But like this year, I'm just like, what happened, girl, if you actually try and like actually just stay committed and I'm seeing what happens and it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It does sound like it too. Consistency is a key. And of course, uh, don't, don't put it off to tomorrow. So we do that way too. So we're here with uh, the amazing wow, ash, wow of uh, class enrollment, pure imagination from the upcoming album, the algorithm, and also activists in the chemist industry here on the Mike Wagner show. Wow. Ash. Wow. It's been great. Just want to thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. Once again, what's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your works? Yes. Uh, so you guys, first of all, thank you so much, Mike, for having me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to sit down and chat with you. Um, you can check out everything on wowashwow.com. That is W-O-W. A-S-H-W-O-W. And guys, you can put that in Google. You can put it in Spotify. It wow, ash, wow, and everything. And you'll find me. We will certainly do so. Once again, Ash, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Live happy back. Wish you all best. And Ash, wow, ash, wow. You definitely have a great future ahead of you. Thank you so much, Mike. And I appreciate for being on the show. And um. Yeah, you were amazing. Hope to come back on soon. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1-800-303-3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention The Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host. And I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary Relation of Ordinary People based on a real life relationship. It's just, it's well written, it's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter and it's very well done. I'm gonna highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshazia, he is the author of Missing. And I wanna give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called 
www.miamotionzea.com. Missing. Available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Mike Wagner Show. Brought to you by international award-winning author Mia Mosin-Zia of Missing. And powered by Sonic Web Studios. Be sure to join us again on over 40 podcast platforms. And of course, on the MikeWagnerShow.com, HamiltonRadio.net, and Diamonds FM. Don't forget to support our program with a generous donation at the MikeWagnerShow.com. Thanks for listening.